0: going on, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for movies that have been remade, rebooted, adapted, sequelized, or otherwise unoriginal and not very new. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me, as always, also is Terrence
1: Tatum. Hello, everyone.
0: And today we are joined by the film critic, the expert of movie reviews, E-Man from E-Man's Movie Reviews. How are you, sir?
2: Hello, everybody. I am doing very well. Thank you for having me.
0: Great. Thank Thanks you for, for coming.
2: coming, man. I appreciate it. All the way I from Chicago, it.
0: my nice hometown. It's good to <laughs> just hearing the audio from the Midwest <laughs> makes me feel more at home, you know. <laughs> Suddenly I'm like, huh, oh, we should get some deep dish pizza and yes. reminisce about when our sports teams were relevant. Oh, most <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and uh, this week we are talking about the new surprisingly great invisible man from blumhouse that came out this week
1: yes uh e-man you're the guest here so i kind of want to let you go first what were your initial what are your thoughts of of uh invisible man 2020 i guess we'll put a time date on it (laughs)
2: well i mean yeah uh look i'll be very honest um when universal pictures wanted to do the whole dark universe thing i was very very oh that was the Very skeptical, right? And of course, the mummy did no favors in, uh, you know, uh, resting those uh, feelings and all. So um, when Invisible Man came out, the only thing that was kind of giving me a little bit of uh, comfort and peace was the fact that Lee L was going to do it. And I've been a fan of Lee for a long time, right? Um, Jumping into the Saw series and then um, doing a little bit of the Insidious stuff and then doing Upgrade. And moving to this, I was just like, okay, Lee, like you're you're really coming into your own and finding your own stride. And I think this movie is yet another stamp, because I think he definitely accomplished that with Upgrade. But I think with this movie, it's like, okay, this is him. This is you could find his fingerprints. He's he's identifying himself. I love the modern take the twist of this. Uh, film how it's not even really about the invisible man you know the perspectives change i I absolutely really love that um i like that he stayed true to his horror roots um in terms of um and we'll probably get more into this but like just the cinematography just the uh the editing just the fact that this movie felt more like an experience in a sense um than just watching events happen Um, because it does kind of bring you into this space where you're like, share into this paranoia with the character, you know, um, keep your eye on the background. Maybe something happens, maybe it doesn't, you know, and, and that's what we want for movies. We want movies to make us feel and do and think things to again, have an experience with them. And I think this movie accomplished that, um, a couple nitpick minor gripes I had here or there, but again, overall, Really liked it. Um, and yeah, like I'm I'm I was very, very happy
1: with what they gave us. It, it's funny because you and I have talked offline about Upgrade, how much we really enjoyed that film. Um, what sucked is that nobody's really saw it. So I'm glad that now he has a film that people are actually getting their eyes on because this is doing pretty well at the box office. I agree with you. Um, I really enjoyed this movie, and I, I saw it in a Dolby theater, which made the sound just pop. And mm, lucky. like you said there, yeah, there are things that Lee was doing as a director. He used a lot of negative space in the shots that he was shooting. So you could see, you would just spend time with Elizabeth off to the left, but. Looking at the rest of the set, and you're like, is there someone there? Is there not? And that's what your whole brain is going through. The majority of this film is pretty small scale, but he's doing things that are just like, I am paying attention to every single thing that is happening on screen. My hairs are on 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 edge. And this is a weird thing. I saw this with my wife. She was like, I was not scared. And this is we'll talk about this a little bit more. I don't necessarily know if you can be scared anymore when you get to our ages, like I don't think scaring just happens anymore, but I do think you can be on the edge of your seat for the entire film.
0: Well, there's, and this is something we dissected a little bit with uh, Matt Konopka, who had been on before, and we'll probably talk about a lot because there are just so many horror movies coming out all the time, and so many of them are remakes and reboots and sequels. (laughs) Um, This kind of idea that you're right, now I'm 30, and I know that it's not real, right? and I also, you're not tricked as easily, but I think what this movie did really well that is scary is it showed you a realistic depiction of a character in a bad situation. Yeah. So the horror isn't so much from the monster or the jump scares or the tension or the atmosphere or all of these elements that make a good horror movie. What really was scary about this was I think we probably all know somebody or don't know that we know somebody who's gone through a situation where they are scared of one singular person yeah. who they think can mm-hmm. ruin, control Break or abuse their, their lives. lives. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know. I think we've all probably gone through a breakup and been at a bar and thought we heard that person's voice or saw them and your stomach drops. Like yeah. you're on a roller coaster. Now imagine that if they were also, you know,
2: Obvious. a terrible person, <laughs>
0: right, right. you know, you take that and it's like, it's a roller coaster drop without the rails.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now I, loved the movie <laughs> and I, I i think everybody kind of hit it on the head the the cinematography you mentioned e man i was so impressed i've never really seen this use of empty space mm-hmm. in a movie that i can really remember where we would just purposefully pan over to nothing and have reaction where what would have been a reaction shot in another movie and just have empty space and whether or not you know something's there i caught myself watching every inch of the frame to see if anything moved. Yeah. I kept waiting for those same moments in the kitchen where the knife falls and he turns up the pan. And I was like, oh I bet that's going to be everywhere. There's not going to be a place I can get away. He'll be in every frame. And sometimes it isn't and sometimes it is. And that added this other almost like video game aspect of it that kept me engaged of like, okay, well I'm not looking at nothing. Right. So what am I There's looking something at?
1: Something here. If I yeah. stare at
0: this Image
2: long enough, it'll pop out at me. <laughs> Very uh, paranormal activity-ish, and and that's probably the closest I could think of that kind of played with uh, angles like that or empty space in a sense. Um, but I do want to put a little pushback on what Terrence said earlier about maybe these movies. You know, maybe it's us that's just growing older and it's harder to scare. I personally believe that the movies the scary horror movies of today are just getting cheaper um and the quality is a lot less um yeah. the ingenuity is lacking um i still believe james wan is the J- you know west craven of our generation um he is one of the few horror directors that in my opinion like always gives you something fresh and new when he does horror and yeah. there are there are a uh, there are certain things, I think, in a lot of horror movies that get overdone so much that they have conditioned us to no longer be afraid of them, you know? Um, yeah. And I mean, I could go much deeper into this because I really, really love horror movies and I have like a list of gripes, but I'll I'll leave it at that. I just think they're <laughs> getting cheaper. I think they're getting cheaper and lazier. I,
1: I can agree with that because I think – and I also think that the audience – these audiences are cheaper and more redundant that the audience is being conditioned to yep. only accept certain things as being scary like if i don't get a bunch of jump scares and this isn't a scary movie where right. this movie takes its time it's very slow moving it's very deliberate we're watching a woman go into descent and that's more realistic which for a lot of audiences that's not scary because i don't have something jumping out at me every right five minutes.
0: yeah right. i think that's part of it too somewhere down the line we kind of conditioned audiences to have these uh haunted house Mm -hmm. experiences where you're just going around corners and things that look cool or don't cool jump out at you. Right. My, the stuff I've always gotten scared of is more tangible. I want to be able to like relate to a character and know what they're going through. and empathize a bit more because I think like most human emotions, if you can't understand it, you don't really feel it. And then it is just like a ride. Yeah. I mean, even the Marvel movies, right? If you don't really mm. believe what Tony is going through, the end of that entire franchise is like, oh, all right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> Why sure. didn't
0: you just do these nine things? Like, there's millions of YouTube videos that are like, but if they had gone right instead of left, yeah. none it, of it, it would have mattered.
2: That that level of relatability is always key, and I keep trying to stress this with any horror movie. If you really want me to feel for the character, don't make them dumb. Don't make them do things that. Most people would not do, you know, because once yeah. you do that, you lose me, and I'm okay if that person dies. I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> throw that. I'm okay with it. You deserve this, you know. So, <laughs> You've um, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it, you know, the the real way to really scare me is when, as an audience member, one, you put me into the unknown, and two, you force me into a situation that I can't escape from, you mm-hmm. know. If you can do stuff like that, my, my my own mind will scare me. The movie doesn't have to do anything after
1: that. And you know. I think that's a big thing that a lot of horror movies don't do anymore. That's why I'm right. a, a big you and I talked about how we liked Hereditary. You didn't like Midsummer as much. But those movies do a good job of like, I'm putting you in this. Yeah. I'm not showing you everything. So your brain is going to do more work to, and make it this scary. It's kind of like when you read a book. You get yep. more scared by the stuff your brain creates than, right. than what they give you.
0: Well, I think that's also why going back to it was easier as a kid. When I watched Halloween as a kid, I was like, no, Mike Myers could just walk in here and kill me. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh, well, the door's locked, so he probably could get in, but not as easily as I used to think. Right.
2: That's I'm on made the second Freddy. floor,
0: there's yeah. time.
2: That's why Freddy was so scary. It was like, he came in your dreams. What? Right.
0: I can't yeah, pre- there was what? no way around because then you just stay up and die from not sleeping or you go to sleep and you die. Like he won. (laughs) It's amazing. We made seven of those movies. All of them should just be like, fuck it. (laughs) Uh, But the relatability aspect of it, I thought they did such a good job with Olivia, Elizabeth Moss's character and making us really go, she's not too sure if she's crazy. Then we know she isn't and she knows she isn't. And now this character knows and this character and then all the way to, like, not fully spoil it, but even in the, like, for lack of a better word, fourth act, it, it kind of circles back around a little bit to
1: being like, well... She may not be stable. Maybe this yeah. guy's...
0: Te- and you don't want to be like, maybe the abuser is telling the truth, which I think is one of the biggest and more prominent themes in the movie is, like, listen to the abusers. Right. But they do a really good job of having that scene of him just being like, well, you know, it it wasn't me, and that you're getting a little nuts. And it's like, oh, this just feels like... Like every celebrity, we cancel. Does and it's, this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. this? This is what that Weinstein jury was like. We weren't. Nobody was sure. Yeah, it definitely it definitely plays into the fact like, okay, maybe he wasn't. Maybe she is the one who has gone into the descent, and you kind of don't know who to, who to who to believe. And all of her friends, her sister didn't believe her, and you're like, okay, well maybe they were wrong. And you're like, wait, no. This this guy clearly is the a-hole here. Okay. Yeah. I mean like and, okay, I didn't I I didn't doubt
2: it. I I would have liked for the movie to play on that a little bit more, you know, yeah. cuz I thought that was actually pretty, you know, the trailers were also kind of advertising it that way. Um I like that idea of is he actually real or is he a figment of her imagination? I thought that would have been brilliant to kind of play around yes. with. But okay, you know, you still want to kind of keep this simplified, I guess, for the average moviegoer. Um, But even, you know, in the fourth act, um, whatever the movie was trying to sell us, I wasn't buying it, you know, not at that part. And I was actually kind of a little bit frustrated that some of the characters did buy into not believing certain people. I'm trying not to spoil it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, the cop clearly was not a good cop there's no way that I would be like, no, I don't believe you anymore. I'm more like more than the cop. That, the, that that killed me. Yeah, that part killed me.
0: That kind of kept being my line that they played well, where every time I was a little annoyed that people weren't believing her, somebody would figure it out. Right. But where it really started right. driving me crazy was, and now just spoilers, I guess. Yeah. uh It's in the trailer anyways. But when she's escaping the psych ward that they have her, and it's like. An incredible action sequence of this guy just mowing these people down when they can't see him. He went into
1: upgrade mode, and then I loved but, it. I but but yeah. it
0: was like taking shots. Yeah. You're watching this. You're watching your buddy get his gun turned on himself. Right. Just shoot near him. Right. Shooting. Someone, need, someone, someone needs. Someone to fire needs to fire a gun. gun yeah. Like yeah. Someone's got to fire. anywhere. Just,
2: just anywhere.
1: And yeah. That, right. That was I was like,
0: a- best case scenario, you hit him. Worst case, he runs.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what made some of the stuff that I think you do that and make them dumb to make some of the smart things that Elizabeth does work because her going using the fire extinguisher was pretty genius. And I was like, okay, that's a smart way to kind of like, I'm going to make you visible and then I'm going to unload this entire clip into you.
0: Oh, all of her moments like that. I loved her just spilling the coffee grounds then having a conversation with or without him of just like, why me?
2: Yeah. You're the billionaire. She had a messed up moment. She had one moment that kind of perturbed me a little bit and that was after the coffee grounds. Her the paint, so I'm like, okay, she's got her wits about her. She's I like this. <laughs> and she goes into the kitchen, they're struggling, they're fighting, and she's uh and he w- w- washes off this paint. I don't know what kind of paint washes off
1: that quickly. I don't know. I was like, what kind of paint does you oh does <laughs> <own? laughs> that suit? That suit is like, <laughs> like I'm paint resistant. You just get some right. water on it, I'm good. She thought of
2: everything. After you wash, after he washed off the paint, and she took the plates and was, like, fighting against him and breaking the plates over his head or whatever, she yeah. runs away. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you run away? <laughs> and you actually know where he's at. Now, here's the, here's the analogy I put in my review, which was this is like when you have a, a, if you have a fear of bugs, and there's, like, a really big bug, and you throw a shoe at it, and you knock it out. It's not dead, but you knock it out, and you run away. Now the bigger problem, <laughs> that bug might disappear and you ne- and the threat is still there, you know. And right. now you got to you burn your house happened? down because that's all you got. <laughs> now you have to burn that, it all. That's down. the only option. That's that left. happened to once with the
0: roach. It was on my bed, and I went to go get stuff to take care of it. It came back in, and was like, "Fuck the roach is gone." <laughs> 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 Should just handle this.
2: Yeah. See? and now we yeah. went off to have babies. So there you <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm just like, now why I would have, you have to move. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, I don't want, want to get my hands met, messy. You know, there's a lot of histories of gangsters in Chicago. They didn't get their hands messy.
1: I learned from them. It's funny. <laughs> Only to... the IRS will catch me. <laughs> it's funny. You brought up the trailers, and that's the one thing that I will say that kind of did a disservice to this film. Those trailers gave away a I, lot. A much. lot. Yeah. I
0: think if they hadn't had that blue spot with the paint, I would have been fine. Yeah. Everything the else I was like, was... all right, well
1: paint it is a big piece for. of the yeah the paint's a big piece of this and i was like yeah. oh but the reason okay so the, here's the thing the trailers give away a lot i still think that between lee's directing and elizabeth's phenomenal acting it's still something you still should see from top to bottom but there is a lot of stuff that like as a movie goer you watch a trailer you're like i know everything that's about yep. i know this from top to bottom i'm okay with that because they still put a good product but i can see how some people would be like i this this is very predictable You know,
0: it was was, I was okay being kind of a couple steps ahead of the movie because the execution was so good. Uh, But you're right, because even um, I didn't figure it out. But my roommate and he's been on the show before Zane did turn to me and was like, that's not gonna be him in that suit. (laughs) And I was like, you're right, it's
1: not gonna be him in that suit. Because it was way too easy. As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, that's not him. That's oh, yeah, not no, going it. to be
0: him. Because that's how I felt too. I was like, oh man, is this going to be some one of those endings where it's just like, and then we shot him. Yeah. And they were like, no. No, <laughs> it
1: isn't. <laughs> you forgot about all the other guns we loaded in this movie. You must not have seen. I wrote on Saw. I'm going to screw your brain all the way Right. So small <laughs> story,
0: and it's driving me crazy. Did anybody else see the Jigsaw reference? No. Son it's of fine. a bitch. So when, when she steals the car... To go back to his San Francisco house.
1: From the okay. oh, with the voice. Yeah, the car, yeah. The they,
0: dude crashes, gets out, and is like, "Oh!" And she gets in, spray painted on the wall behind that car is a big, big
2: jigsaw face. Nice.
1: I did not see and that. I
0: definitely kicked the guy next to me, trying to turn to Zayn to be like, "Did you see
2: it?" <laughs> oh, I think somebody did point that out to me, but I missed it. I was like, "What are you talking about?" But I'll give you another one that um I can't even give Tyler Perry crap about this anymore. I I can, but um. <laughs> you should always. Look at he doesn't use record. Look at Adrian's plate when they're having dinner and who shame on this editor his plate <laughs> the meat rotates it literally rotates every <laughs> other shot one minute it's on the nice. right side the next minute it's on the left side it it does it like it, eight different times i guarantee it's you, so weird. If you if you watch cinema sins it's going to be there
1: you oh, will it's, see that. There. it's so weird to me because stuff like that normally doesn't stick out to me but now because tyler perry was so egregious with his now i'm like i'm actively <laughs> watching like that man's not even he's not even chewing he's chewing air yeah, he right. doesn't care anymore <laughs> right right he has stopped i don't
0: know why
2: he doesn't oh, have time well. he said he didn't have That's time true. Like
1: yeah man
0: but yeah the, the movie kept getting smarter and smarter even to her like and tough to watch sometimes. Her, oh yeah, her like suicide attempt and hearing about the pregnancy. Because when we find out she's pregnant, I straight up was like, "Did he sleep with her while well, she was sleeping and he was invisible? Is that how this happened?" <laughs> so, so that's I, fucked up.
1: Even not, he, even not. He still drugged her and right. like he drugged her to get this baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because
2: basically he replaced her.
1: Uh, whatchamacallit her pills. birth
2: control? Yeah.
1: Oh. Right.
2: So. Yeah.
1: Probably There's nothing
2: good about people or him something.
0: It.
1: Correct.
0: I also really respected that they made him almost like a monster in a very literal sense, and that we don't see his face really until the end. He's like, like we the, get the creature
1: in the background. Like, yeah.
0: And it, I thought that was very smart because for a while I was like, oh, but I, I want to see his face and like know him. and I get, <laughs> And then I was like, no, no, no. It's way better that he's just this. Insane
2: force I mean, if of you nature. Think
1: about it, you don't really, in the opening sequence, you don't see, no. you see his hand punch through the window, but you don't right. ever get a clear look of his face. And I love the intro of this movie because without actually seeing her ever hit or going through any abuse, you see that this woman has been going through right. it and she needs to get hell out of there. The dog, Terrence. <laughs> <Right>. The dog. <laughs> right. That poor dog. No, that, <laughs> that, that
2: you was just like, oh, this guy's fucked up. Yeah. I I, you I absolutely, absolutely love that. If you have a no, I, Ooh, I love then- that intro. That was uh, that was a great way to, like, cut the fluff, get right to the point. Yeah. We got all of that. We understand the situation. Clearly, if you got to go through these depths
1: just <laughs> to leave, <laughs> right.
2: you couldn't wait for him
1: to go out to, to the store and leave, right. but you got to do that. Okay. And you, you had to think this through. You were like, look, I got to move this camera right here, <laughs> right. because if I move it this way, he's going to, like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Also, yeah. though, you know, if you're going to go crazy and, like, kill all these people and 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 torture somebody, change your passcodes. Because <laughs> that was my, like, oh, she still knows how to get in. Yeah. Uh, that first thing I would have done. But, you know, he's underestimating her because nobody wants to listen to the victims, and then they get their throats
2: slapped. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, I loved funny because, you know, thinking about the movie, like, I just kind of realized, like, uh, not changing the passcodes and stuff. A lot of that comes from his narcissism, right? Like, he has a trouble being, yep, yep, You know, and it's, it's that power being, where it's, it's just, like... I'm, he has blind spots because of that. You know, and I, right, I get right. it. and They really didn't have to flesh him out either. You know, because, again, he's not even the protagonist. Well, he's not the main he's character.
1: very... He's very much like what a lot of movies used to do. It was like, this boy, this guy is from A to Z. He has a one-track mind. I'm going to torture this woman. So we don't yep. need to know about him. We know what his id is. It's just yep. to be there as the force.
0: Well, and, and unless you guys have more to say on the movie, I think that's a good segue into the, the source material and the history of this character. Yeah. Because he kind of always is a little bit of a force. He always does become this narcissistic, crazy person. A lot of what used to make the Invisible Man a scary character was a corruption of power. And what started as science became a lust for control. And it it started, which I didn't even know this, it was a novel in 1897.
1: H.G. Wells.
0: H.G. Wells. Uh, And in that book, He's already crazy and is motivated strictly by a lust for power. Powers, it's a, yes. a scientist who wants control. He wants the world. He wants all of these things. And, you know, the book was very acclaimed. It was very popular, so much so that it, almost 100 years later, <laughs> it finally kind of made it into, you know, Universal Pictures. It's one of their classic monsters, one yeah. of their classic public domain monsters that anyone can use. But you can just use, call them <laughs> up and
1: be like, I want to use this character. Cool. He's yours. Make right. some
0: copyrights. <laughs> That's why you, nobody else can use Iron Man. Right. Uh, the right. first one was in 1933. And, you know, the biggest change to that novel was they made a sympathetic character. Yeah. They yeah. have him in the end yeah. and you want to believe in him. And he's connected to his fiance and all these people. And he just wants to be a worthy husband and do good and, I think that's much more in the tragedy of the invisible man. And it is this person slowly self corrupting and not caring about being that almost an inverted sense of ego, where if I'm worthy enough to be a good husband, now I'm worthy enough for everything,
1: everything that yeah.
0: pursuit of worthiness never stops. And I think a lot of what made that movie scary and work was that's how a lot of people were in the 1930s. Especially that back was, then. Yeah. Yeah that was like the great depression we were on the cusp of wars people were revolutionizing and doing industrial work and getting to this like well once i have this i yeah. need that which we
1: still do i mean correct all the time <laughs> And it's funny because that's a franchise, like after that one, you know how always sequels do when they come out, they just stop caring about anything that had the id for the first one. It was like, cool, let's have them meet this random person down the street. Well,
0: that's, it's always funny to me when people, I'm going to use the Marvel movies as my example, because why not? Mm-hmm. And well, there's so many Iron Man movies and they do all these crossovers and people forget that like the Invisible Man and these other things spawned. Hundreds of sequels and crossovers, and one thing yep. Iron Man hasn't done yet, which is meet Abbott
1: and Costello. Abbott and Costello met both Frankenstein and Invisible Man. I have no idea I how that happened. I believe he also met Dracula. He did. They oh my God. They were just getting around, they were getting everywhere.
0: It became two different television series, one in 1975, which was the first time they had actually tried to make him a good character and Correct. use his invisible powers for good. doing
1: sort of a $6 billion man style of show with that. What's fascinating about that is the two years are literally back to back, 75 and 76. And that's only because 75 got canceled. And then they were like, well, we need to make this cheaper. Let's try again with the same production team and call it Gemini Man. It was like, guys, we still know this is trash. <laughs> no, no, no. It's-
0: <laughs> No one will know. Ironically, Gemini Man would later be rebooted as trash in 2019. (laughs) Sorry, Will. (laughs) So speaking of other things that were rebooted into trash, then The Invisible Man went radio silent. Yeah. Until Mm -hmm. 2000, when Kevin Bacon starred in Hollow Man? The Hollow Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I actively remember that movie because that was a summer of 2000, like August of 2000. That was after my my freshman year of college. So here's what's crazy about that movie. Uh, went in, I was a huge Paul uh, Verhoeven fan who had done Star- Rob- RoboCop and Starship Trooper. So I was all in. And Kevin Bacon was like, it's Kevin Bacon. Everybody was yeah. all in on this movie. <laughs> yeah. This was huge. And it did well at the box office. Paul since has hated this movie, but I actively remember, I remember it being ahead of its time effects wise, cause mm-hmm. they were doing some stuff that just at that time could not have been the way they were shooting the Invisible Man and the stuff they were doing looked great. I do remember it started off with him being sympathetic and then it became a horror film in the back half of that, which no rhyme or reason, like Kevin Bacon couldn't turn himself back to being uh, not invisible. And then just became a, a just run of the mill slasher film.
0: Yeah, Hollow Man, this movie did better what Hollow Man became in its back half. right? Um, because yeah. also this movie he was already creepy We didn't need to have these like I'm going to watch this naked
1: woman yeah. for oh, I, I do remember Rona, Rona Mitra It was gorgeous I do remember that sequence I yeah. was
0: <laughs> like 10 or 11 when this movie came out mm-hmm. And my mom loved like The black and white Universal Monster movie She loved the Twilight Zone Every New Year's we would rent The Invisible Man Creature from the Black Lagoon So we were very excited when this movie came out yeah. And I will oh. never forget her Disgust when we walked out of followed them. <laughs> I was just
1: finally old enough
0: to be like, "Oh, movies can be bad," and I was not yet ready for one of my parents to just be like, "Fuck this! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this entire movie!" Or well, we got to watch this naked girl with her tit out for the half the movie. And she so was just like,
1: "Feel it?" Combing her hair for the entire sequence. I was like, "You, this movie was just shot just to show her boobs. What is happening right now?" Oh, that now? Wow. whole movie this weird like everybody
0: who probably produced it is no longer working in Hollywood <laughs> oh, yeah. that was a movie that's like well, you can't do any of that now Yeah. Uh, but it, I think that really shows you how far we've come in trying to do things like that where that movie like the 2000s and late 90s in general I kind of feel like had this weird like no 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 and then we gotta see somebody wet running around
2: Yeah. so well, we can't just be were, scary they were less woke at that point I guess you know uh, yes. And and I'm I'm assuming, uh, on a production creative side, there weren't that many, uh, let's just say maybe even female voices, you know, empowered to kind of oh. be
1: like guys. Mm, Probably none. There was nobody. Yeah. There. Hey guys, this. What? She can just comb her hair with her robe fully on. No, it's a <laughs> homage to hair, hair naked. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But then, how will he touch her? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Deeply problematic movie. Yeah. Had some interesting scares. It Does did. it save it? No. No. Not worth going back but, to.
2: But I wonder. So then, I wonder would we have this Invisible Man without Hollow Man? Because I feel like this movie tried really hard not
1: to be Hollow Man. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think it learned from those missteps.
1: Yeah, okay. this movie did a lot better job of try of taking its time. I will say that the scale yeah. of this, and it was a lot more deliberate, where that movie was like, I'm going to put this in your face and I'm going to be a slasher. I'm going to be... This film is what the audience that says that this uh, this invisible man is not scary, that's what they would have wanted. Because mm-hmm. they're be like, well, I want you to uh, throw stuff at me and like stab this and come from there. I was like, I don't need to see all of that. It's a very... Right surface level horror film where I think this is a lot more thought-provoking of a film.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think the the themes are similar, right? It's an abusive man, but I, the biggest difference really is that in Hollow Man, you're watching the abuser abuse, right. And in this movie, you're seeing the ramifications and the PTSD right. and the way it even affects her ability to like, the first scare in this movie is a car driving by that only scares her. Like right, right, even right. having moments like that just show how we can kind of take something similar and just how much further we've come in telling it. I mean, I think even like hollow man fell into the like, we have to be a slasher. And it's right, right. like, no, we
2: don't. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, was the level of empathy even there for Elizabeth Shue in uh hollow man versus with Moss and in invisible man. Right. Cause I, I feel right. like I with think... Moss, I was definitely empathetic. Like, Oh my gosh, I feel for you. Rather with Shu, I
1: was just like, run, run, woman, run, you know? yeah. and that was it. I think from the, I think from the opening, I mean, just the opening sequence. We talked about Elizabeth Moss. 100% earns that. Like, okay, I whatever she's going through, I want this woman yeah. to get out of this. Where well, you're right, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shu was at that point in time the 2000 blood in stress. You don't yeah. know much about her. You don't care much about her. Like, and and that film starts its focus with Kevin Bacon's character Sebastian being the the focal point. Yeah. And then it tries to switch as like, well, he's now the bad guy. I'm like, well, you told me for the first 45 minutes of this film, that's who I should be watching, where this movie right. does a great job of saying he's the he's the demon in the background. Elizabeth Moth is your focal point. Yeah. And that makes it a much stronger film when you do it that way.
0: And I even think part of that reason is one, the direction exactly we were saying, is it the Hollow Man is designed for you to be like, run away, go. That's part of that fear and adrenaline. Right. It's an original final girl. Um uh, This movie, too, when you look at um, Elizabeth Moss, she looks so beaten.
1: Broken, yeah. Like, there's
0: never really a scene that tries to glamorize or sexualize or, like, even make her look... Because even at the end when
1: she's in control, she still... Looks tired. She still looks tired, but she, she wouldn't be she, while she is glamorous, you can tell that there is a point, like, it's, it's glamorous from a woman's perspective, not a glamorous, like, I'm going to sexual overly sexualize myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, let I me...
2: Think let, me
1: in playing with that rule. Right. let me ask you guys
2: about that, because that that final scene is something that kind of left me with a lot. Like, one, I'm sitting here like, I feel like you've been raped by the fact that, you know, with the whole switching of the birth control and... You know, allow it, you know, just I getting mean, pregnant. Is, like it, it feels like non consensual rape in a it sense.
1: It's it is. It's, it's implied you know?
0: too. There's a line where they ask what he would do when he got mad and if he hit her and she said that and other things. Right. So right. I very much took that right. as like, oh yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Like I, so, I, I also took that as oh, he took this whenever he wanted it type of situation. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Or or he might not even say it, but just the fear. Would com- make her she, she, comply. Correct. Um, the
0: right. idea that he would.
2: Yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, ugh, she not only has been physically, emotionally abused, sexually abused, she's impregnated with this rapist baby, and and then on top of that, she essentially murders him, and I'm, I'm yeah, you know, and and just that final look. The final close up, maybe that half smirk, that half, like, I don't know if that was empowering. I don't know if that was sadistically satisfying. I don't know, like, I don't, what did you guys take away from me? Because I felt like that was so open, it could have been- It's
1: anything. very open. So, it's very open. Elizabeth Moss is a freaking talented beast. Cause that thing can, yeah. that look can mean so many things, but it's one of those ones where she looks dead into the camera and gives a smirk. You're kind of like, oh wait, she won. She's there's so many things going. She still has a baby in her. Then you're yep. we like, all right, well we got to figure out what the hell happens. That she now has the suit, which like does she descend and she descended into madness where she now becomes the id, where yeah. she's not with the suit. Like, I'm gonna do my own thing, or two. Maybe she just got a kick out of murdering that dude. Maybe <laughs> she just was like, you know what, I needed to do that. That was cathartic. Like <laughs> I mean, I think it, that was it. That's exactly what I was
0: gonna say. There's a catharsis to it, <clears throat> I think, to that moment. For the audience, for her, for kind of everybody. Um, And I think that that look to me was freedom. Like if the, the major theme of the movie was control and how he controls her and how even in death, even if he wasn't invisible, this kind of like, hey, here's all this money with these stipulations is another like it doesn't matter what you do. I control you. And right. now anything you buy with that $5 million is because of me. So yeah. I will just keep winning no matter what. And I think her getting to kill him is the, the ultimate kind of like, fuck you. I, it's now I have a machine gun. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. and I, I do think, you know, once you've gone through all of that and that stress and that PTSD and that abuse you probably are a little crazy like you you're, you're yeah, a little yeah. fucked up and I, I there's that weird look in her eye of like and i wouldn't want them to do this but it's like now she can put on the suit and go be a vigilante which I right. was just won't thinking
2: happen. that like she could be the the girl with the dragon tattoo or something and kill other abusers that, and something
0: yeah i would want also that,
1: that would be i don't think i would, I would watch mind that too.
2: That.
0: <laughs> Alright, look, that's how we're g- going to do the new monster universe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they turn, be the they go from woman. monsters to becoming anti-heroes? Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. It's all going to be about beating their abusers. It'll be, you know, sickness with Dracula. Yeah. I don't know what it'll be with Frankenstein. We'll figure that out.
1: It's weird, though, because this, this is a franchise that does... Universal is also doing an Invisible Woman movie what? with Elizabeth Banks right. directing and producing, oh so... God. And this is so good. I was like, I don't want that to exist well, now. The original I don't... Invisible Woman is more comedic. So yes, I don't know. I think if... that hopefully that's the vein that she goes in. Because I don't want this to interact where you're like, this is serious and this is serious. I don't want those worlds to come back. No, this is I, so good. I
0: think we tried The Mummy. I oh, think they heard the backlash to the Dark Universe. I think we're going to get a bunch of standalone movies. Because we kind of have to prove that these characters work in a modern time. And we we kind of didn't do that with The Mummy. And we did it with The Invisible Man, which is the the one thing that we didn't really touch on too much was it's not a potion anymore. Now he has this
1: tech suit. Which feels a lot more realistic to today's time. Like it's still a suit that doesn't probably doesn't exist but it could the way that it, this world it goes. felt
0: like we we're what's the word for it that's not like distant future but like five years from now we yeah. could be there
1: it's a prototype or something that could so, exist in the future like if that's what it feels like and i was like oh this doesn't seem like we're that far makes from makes it scarier yeah. who does it like it it's like it's actually a little bit more creeped out because this could happen or you know that weird thing where you're like this could happen Yeah. Um, but it is much more scary than a than a potion and i also think that on I mean, outside of like when you're doing the monster universe stuff when you do this one this way it makes the other ones that are much more fantastical you kind of i was like all right i don't know how you can make a frankenstein or a, a, I, drag, a dragon dragon like blood disease you can do a blood you can do a blood coronavirus disease. <laughs> i mean i
2: i was i was just thinking about that like what they did with the mummy was very dc comic ish you know like hey this is going to be our franchise to launch all these other fantasy type thing, and it just didn't work I think they tried to do too much too fast. But what they did with The Invisible Man, I think is similar to what DC did with Joker. And they were like, hey, we're going to make this more practical. It's going to kind of sucker you in by making you think it's a comic book movie, but it's really a character study. You know, and in this one, you know, I think they kind of went with that approach. So, if they were to, let's say, do another you know, standalone type movie, um... Frankenstein could be something as simple as a cosmetic surgeon gone wrong and just putting yeah. a bunch of parts together or something, you know, and I don't know, you go somebody from there.
1: Trying to, somebody trying to fix stuff about their face or their looks and yeah. things and it just goes wrong. Well, so many of those I like that
0: idea a lot. And so many of the so many of these characters have uh, persisted kind of for the similar reason of it always wasn't just like scary. Where a character like Jason or Freddie or Mike Myers, I think, have persisted in pop culture because they're these unstoppable killing machine, incredible forces of nature. There's always been a sense of sympathy and tragedy in the universal monsters. Like mm-hmm. Frankenstein's a great example of that, of like it really wasn't, he wasn't a monster. We had the perception that right. he was a he monster. He himself
1: was a person searching for love. The the townspeople made him a a monster based on their view of him. And and
0: it's often, you know, a a misunderstanding of who this person is. It is often, you know, Dracula was syphilis when it first came out. And this kind of like, we have to isolate these people. or They're going to make everybody sick and what that does to a person. And it obviously, you know, you have the original book of what it did to Dracula, and then you have things like the Castlevania animated series on <laughs> yes, Netflix right. that are like, it made me mad at all the humans. I'm going to fuck you up now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think there's ways to modernize that. I mean, we do live in that kind of culture now where when we don't understand something, we push it away. And when we mm-hmm. are afraid of something affecting us, we close we, our borders and yeah. push it out. Yeah. There's really no reason why you can't think of very smart, low-budget, practical reasons to do all of these monsters now.
1: Yeah. I. Th- and I th- then the mummy. I th- yes. I think e brought up a good point because they definitely got ahead of themselves. They even were taking photos as a group saying, like, this is what we're going to do. And you're like, guys, you oh, haven't man. even had have a script for none of this. And this one movie hasn't even come out. You don't know what right. your response is going to be.
2: There's an
0: alternate right. universe somewhere where that was our Iron Man. <laughs> yeah.
2: they they, they yeah. were like, hey, look at our Justice League right now.
1: Right. Right. right, they took photos of Javier sitting there looking cool in the chair. Right. I'm like, what is it? Okay, but what to be fair, this? the Jekyll oh. Hyde
0: stuff in The Mummy
1: What's fun? The was What's the diamond solid. in the rough. It in and that. that I would have liked to continue on.
2: That's easy to do. You know, just the personality yeah, disorder. Yeah. I mean, um, Glass, I would say, kind of already touched yeah. on yeah. that. Yeah. You know, with the Beast and yeah. all that. So you could do a Jekyll and Hyde, but pretty, pretty how, how you make that Especially unique, unique? I don't
1: know. Stuff. I don't either, but I, I I do trust the if Blumhouse is taking all of these from them and doing their stuff from you, I trust them more than I do anybody because they're not gonna they these budgets are not gonna get any higher than seven million dollars to ten million dollars. Right. And that's right. the <laughs> smartest way to yeah. say that. Yeah. Because that mummy costs hundred and twenty million dollars for no reason.
0: Oh, I would really like resurgence Thanks. of all of
1: these characters. I really would. We could finally
0: open up the universal monster ride that closed at Universal Studios <laughs> I yes. and is now the walking know. dead.
2: I don't want to force it. I'm still skeptical. I mean, granted Blake, like I didn't grow up like you did, you know, watching those old school movies and stuff. So a lot of those things I was watching in retrospect. And I mean, I get it. Like, I know, you know, things change over decades and so on, but like, Creature of the Blue Lagoon. Like, I was just like, I, I don't really care about this. I'll just stay that's away from the one swamp. That's the one I want the you most. Know? That's the one he wants like, the most. That's the one I want. <laughs>
0: what, what, what are scaring me I think part it, of you know? the reason I like these characters, <laughs> and it's so stupid to say it, but it is kind of the same reason that I like the Marvel characters or even, like, Transformers and Turtles, and it's why I collect toys. They're so toyetic and cool that when you do, like, even the Invisible Man's production design... Look, it's almost like this weird scaly reptilian thing when it's invisible and when it has the suit and the camera's moving. And I'm like, I love this weird stuff. And like back in the day, it was just bandages everywhere Mm -hmm. and like a missing eye. And I was like, these are the things you don't really I think in horror now we don't get monsters the same way we did before. And we get like Kaiju Godzilla monsters but we don't really get like a new alien, a new predator, a new invisible man. So I'm like I want I just want some creatures that are Do I mean half of it back.
1: is just not only is the story but some of it is just the look. How cool does this thing freaking right. look? And that right. that is a big part of why these universal monsters have also stuck around cuz Frankenstein looks freaking amazing. That's you... why I like Creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> right. He looks cool. He doesn't
2: <laughs> hey, that's do why, much. That's why I like Predator. Predator was cool for the 80s. I was, that, that was
1: a. Yeah. I mean, it's how look.
0: Boba that's lasted for so
2: long.
1: That's true. Yeah. Boba Fett is nothing of a character, but he looked cool. And you're <laughs> like, well, he, that's how you got it for two, three decades. That's a, right. we
0: made an entire show <laughs> and launched a streaming service because you're we like, you know those cool looking dudes? We're going to do some stuff with them. Yep. Man. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but why do you guys think the concept of the invisible man is scary or has lasted is there anything inherently terrifying about that idea or are you like man just throw some paint on them
2: (laughs) no i mean i think i think it's i think it's attractive for one because how many times have we talked about even just as kids you know i wish i could be invisible or you know if you're a harry potter fan just throw that magical cloak over you Uh, and you know you can hide from the rest of the world and and it kind of taps into a little bit of power right like you get to have a certain vantage point that other people don't in terms of you could be in a room nobody knows it that gives you an advantage you know and um or just you know like teenage boys who i'm gonna go in the girls locker room you know stuff like that <laughs> um right you know, yeah. these are just things I that i boys. think play into um I don't want to say carnal desires, but just like curiosity, you know, in a sense. um, What would it be yeah. like? If, what do they say? What's the phrase? To be a fly in the room? You know, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd like to walk into a room and know what people really think about me, you know, or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah, right,
1: it's like, yeah, I mean, that's what Hollow Man did a lot of, where he was like, he stayed in rooms and got to see vantage points of how people really felt about him, and that made him kind of go mad. But I, that yeah. is a cool thing. You do get that ability to be like, I'm going to find out what these people actually say about me when I'm not here.
0: And yeah. I do think it leads into that. Because you're right. It is like the superpower every kid is like, oh, I turn invisible, or I would fly, mm-hmm. right. or da 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 uh, But it also does branch into that, like, I, I'll just say it, great power, great responsibility aspect. <laughs> and oftentimes the movies lean into like, yeah, it might start innocent, but then like, but you know could what you go can go really right. do? Yeah, like, it could go look wrong. At, uh, It's
2: right, what's you know, all those, those ex- What's the guy from uh, The Boys? The creepy guy. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, he's a creep. Yeah. The dude's a creep. Yeah. And a superhero <laughs> at that. <laughs> you know? Why are you in the
1: bathroom? What's
2: happening? Right oh, now? we know why. He, he stays in <laughs> there too. He, to exploded. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: got exactly uh, what was coming to him. He <laughs> did. All right touched on the original stuff we touched on the persisting unless you guys have anything else to add do you want to talk about these box office numbers
1: yeah here's what's crazy we had this conversation because we just talked about fantasy island a couple weeks ago which also was blumhouse and it bombed and then they had one before that black christmas also didn't make money this right here weekend is the reason why blumhouse doesn't care if those other two make any money because right. they all cost six or seven million dollars. But if this one hits 49 million worldwide with 29 in domestic, they are like, We're, 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 yeah. we're already winning 2020 yeah. off Made a seven
0: million dollar budget. Yeah, it amazes me that nobody else has figured out this formula for any other genre. It amazes me that there's no like comedy company just cranking out five million right. funny movies, yeah, and making money. But whatever. Yeah. So clearly, then. 29 million off a seven million budget domestic, 40 million worldwide. 49 million worldwide. 49 million worldwide. It looks like there's a desire for this kind of story. Is this just an existing property, good marketing, a modern adaptation, a little bit of all of it?
2: I think think it's a little bit of all of it. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, E. I was gonna say I think it's a little bit of all of it and timing. You know, this isn't competing against Fast and Furious. You know, it's it's not competing against like a Marvel movie or frozen part three or anything. Like this is really good timing for people to be like, you know what? There's nothing really out there. I mean, Sonic is a good movie. Um, but if you're not if that's not your flavor and you want something a little bit grown, like this is it. And that's fine. You know, let it dominate for a week or two. Um, because i think once what a quiet place a quiet is coming place out comes, it's coming yeah. out like that's <laughs> yeah. gonna, that's that's shutting it down that's shutting it down so <laughs> yeah. you
0: yeah. know a lot of horror
2: <laughs> in the meantime <laughs> this is fine it's good it's good like, timing here's movie funny. they do enough to keep people entertained so yeah when you have all those things you know in the right places it'll be fine because i could easily see this movie um being overshadowed you know by some other bigger blockbuster if it was If it came out at a different time.
1: Yeah. One thing I love the box office, and I think the one thing that I will say that I'm happy about, and this is a franchise thing as a whole, a genre thing as a whole, horror movies do a great job of putting women at the forefront. And I love that this made 49 million worldwide. That means overseas, where a lot of times female led movies don't make money. And Elizabeth Moss isn't a massive star. Like she's a TV star. People know who she is from Mad Men, but she's not a star. So this was. Just off of a vehicle of the Invisible Man and a female-led property, and people are like, "I'm in," and that—that's huge. That means that trailer, whoever cut that trailer, whether it was Lee or his editing team, knocked it out of the park. And while I say they gave away too much, it clearly gave away enough that people were like, "I'm in." Well, you know, it right? gave
0: away what I thought was going to be too much because the trailer I really thought was going to become this sci-fi shoot 'em up in the third act when the SWAT team goes in, and that was the best like, bait and switch right. of like no they're just gonna go find him yeah uh so while i do think it gave away a lot i think it played it at an angle where i was like ah oh, man it's just gonna become a big action movie and it really is tense so, the whole time yeah. and the character stuff the relationships with her friend and her, her sister. sister aren't in the trailer at all and i think yeah. that's what's gonna let the movie have like week two legs
1: correct yeah yeah the i mean stuff oh. she has Interaction with uh, Stormy Reed's character, like that, all of that is great. Uh, You don't get any of that meat stuff in the trailers. And and that is a good character piece to kind of get once you actually see the film because it builds even more to who she is as a person because it shows the heart. That's the one thing that we show how much she was broken but her interaction with Stormy Reed and her her father kind of show, okay, she also is still, there is still a light in there. Right. Um, It's just been kind of (laughs) like broken down for so long. So then uh, this will be
0: my last...
2: Oh, God you no, gonna say e you go no I was just gonna say for the trailer like bringing up the relations and stuff one thing that I kind of noticed was that um the dialogue because Lee is a smart writer right like he would yeah. intentionally have her say things that would sound crazy in a vacuum you know
1: he's in the room, out of contract
2: sitting yes. in a chair yeah. right there you know and you got people looking all weird and stuff and I'm just like that in itself, can sell the movie because right. I go into this and being like, is she crazy? Now the movie of course doesn't waste any time. You find out pretty quickly that she probably is telling the truth, but in terms right. of like selling it, you could have to easily get your, sold get, that. Get your butt in the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just let me know like, okay, weird stuff happening. She sounds crazy. Wait, she's in a mental asylum now. Like, Oh, okay. A lot of stuff <laughs> yeah. and you're calling it invisible man. I think I need to go yeah. see this, you know, I think that could have worked, but yeah, and it
0: looked scary. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it, it helps a lot. It um, does. So then I guess my last question would be, we now know that it's a two part kind of, we now know that our director has a first look deal at Blumhouse, mm-hmm. which is
1: kudos to him. Great, he, he's Great, yeah, he
0: great news. He deserves yeah. it. Uh, so what do we hope to see next from him? Conversely, do we want a sequel to this or more? other creatures monsters popping up <laughs> or are we done uh, well, was-
1: go ahead talks upgrade two. that's what um, i want first like if he does a yeah. sequel to anything i want upgrade two before i want anything uh invisible man because i think invisible man personally i like i'm okay with one-offs I- we've had this conversation yeah. sometimes one's enough and i'm like cool you gave me a really solid film i don't need, need to go back to this
0: but who is 2020's right. abbott and costello <laughs> could he maybe meet <laughs> john mulaney and
1: this <laughs> yes um but i i do i don't want i don't want them to make these into a, a universe like, i i will i like these to stay standalones i like them to do a frankenstein I like them to do a dracula but i don't this is something that i want each person to be able to do their own thing whether it be lee or anybody other director without feeling the need to like i need to bring up something that happened in invisible man Hold for on. the purposes of
2: Do do you mean when you say universe? Are you just talking about having them be connected?
1: I yeah, I don't want them to be connected at all. Like I'd rather them all kind of be standalone things. Um, because because here's the problem we've had we had this conversation when they were talking about the dark universe. What is your end goal then if you put all these monsters together? Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah, I don't need to see that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for me,
2: like I'm one thing I've always appreciated from Blumhouse, like. Even if the movies don't do well, you know, what, what was that? A uh, happy death day, you know, or, oh. uh, the black Christmas oh, yeah. or whatever. I love the originality that they, that they start off with. They always come in with a concept that you haven't heard before or that they've, that, that sells very well. It's just the execution comes out, you know, it's like a, a, a game, uh, uh, an a plus game plan with B movie execution you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. if you were to tell me that Lee Winnell gets, like, first look at some of these original concepts, but he can give me that A, execution, I'll take that. So I would rather him go and pursue some of these original concepts that he, that they have on the table that they're always offering to us, you know, like The Purge, you know, out of just came out of nowhere, you know, like that was, right. I love that movie, you know, um have him go tackle stuff like that you know and then if it spurs a franchise or whatever whatever but if he's gonna jump start something just keep giving me the original stuff and just actually execute it well and not make it another b movie because then it's just wasted potential
0: right i would love another saw type Something. the way has. i felt when I first saw a movie, because that, that's a feeling, yeah, that's yeah, a feeling
1: you don't get too much anymore. No. I mean that's how right. I feel after upgrade. His his upgrade did that for me. I was like, oh, this is this is new. Like I've never seen right. anything like this. Um, and I, I and that's why kind of like same we we talked about with Ryan Johnson, like with Knives Out. I was like, yeah, I don't necessarily want him to do Knives Out too, because that was original, and I want him to keep yeah. doing original stuff because he's really good at that. Yeah. And so and I feel like Lee is in that same boat like he's really good at coming up with something new. I don't want him to get stuck in this thing where like now I'm only making the sequel stuff that this it is House the, wants me to make.
0: the weird challenge as a consumer where I'm like, I 100 percent agree. Let's keep making new stuff. I also kind of sort of want
1: <laughs> knives out. Well, and I yeah, I'm no, be, no. I, I, it, it's a torn well, thing even
0: yeah. like I'm, I'm clearly alone on this podcast right now but i'm like <laughs> i don't think we would need to do it with this invisible man but if we could figure out that secret sauce and get some cool monster world i'd love it now, i, I mean, don't know how we would
2: do it i don't know if we can do it does it have to come from it? lee like no. like if, no. if there was an invisible man too or whatever like are we saying it needs to come from him or just in general
1: just general, I just I in general I I like this world that he's put together so well that I if they do do a sequel with Elizabeth Moss I would re- I would probably only want to watch it if he were attached at least if he was just a writer
0: I also yeah. wouldn't want her to just be insane I would want her to still be her. yeah like I don't want to go through this and then in a sequel then be like and now she's crazy right I'm mm. um, like, that kind of ruins what this movie was about. And that's why way. I always
1: get afraid with horror sequels. They tend to undercut whatever was built in the previous film before it. And I think this mm. film is pretty solid on its own without you fucking it up at all. Right.
2: Mm. Yeah. But who knows? But that, that, that comes from pressure from the studio. Because the studio's like, right. hey, we got a moneymaker. I think even Lee was talking about that with Upgrade in, uh, in his uh, interview about it. He was just like, yeah, like. Studios like this made a lot of money or this is getting a lot of fanfare. And then you get that pressure. Like, don't you want to make a sequel? Huh? 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 You know?
1: Yeah. So. Like he, I think, yeah, I did see that article. Cause he said that like, they already asked him. He's like, I don't even think about sequels when I'm making a film. I, I give you the film that I'm giving you in its entirety. And then we'll talk about that after the fact, which I yeah. think
0: is the right way to do it. You don't yeah. want to make assumptions that you're going to get nine of these. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Avengers mm-hmm. one
1: DC films.
0: I mean, you know, like, they made that, that assumption with Iron Man. It worked out. But that was a unique case yeah. that we'll be ch- chasing forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Does anybody else have anything else to add? No,
1: oh, I think I'm in. We're hitting
0: our hour mark. Yeah. Great. E, let everybody know where they can find you and all of the great work you do out there on the Internet.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Look, find me. Uh, you, I'm very google um, you know, Eman's movie reviews. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whatever your flavor, uh, except for TikTok. My uh, daughter just ridiculed me for even considering that. Um, <laughs> find me. She's looking uh, off uh, <laughs> She just laughed in my face. It was pretty disheartening, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, at e-man's reviews on twitter um but yeah definitely come and check me out on facebook that's where we probably have the most fun uh movie news and trailers and reviews and lots and lots of memes the funny funny memes so uh e-man just like he-man without the h
0: great wonderful it's also the name of the reboot of (laughs) (laughs) he-man Uh, and you can leave our show a review on iTunes. Give us five stars and write a rating and all that jazz. And then you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Hollywood already did it on Twitter at Hollywood ADI Instagram at Hollywood already did it. I'm at, as always, Blake and Terrence is at Terrence Tatum.
1: And that's it folks. That'd be it later.
0: Thank you for coming, sir. This was great.
2: Yes. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Do
0: it more often and then we'll really get the Skype stuff down. I'll stop (laughs) recording, though.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Great. So I I... think um, I might have lost the first three seconds of the beginning. Do you want me to?